0: Do you have chronic neck pain? Then try the new 3-Level Neck Pain Relief Pillow from InfiniteRelief.com. The relief pillow is made to help realign the vertebrae inside your neck, as well as maintain a healthy amount of cartilage in between each vertebrae. The 3-Level Neck Pain Relief Pillow is 54% off the entire month of August. If you're interested in having a pain-free life, then visit infiniterelief.com. That's I-N-F-I-N-A-T-E-R-E-L-I-E-F.com. infiniterelief.com. That's infiniterelief.com. Financial hardship can happen when you least expect it. So, too, of being so close to fulfilling a dream but coming up short, like trying to start a new business or purchase that dream home. Don't let the shortage of cash stop you from living your dreams and giving yourself a better peace of mind. Lending-machine.com is there to help. Whether you need a personal loan, payday loan, title loan, registration loan, auto refinancing, or vehicle insurance. Lending-Machine.com is there to lend you a hand with great low rates on all loans and flexible repayments that won't hurt your next paycheck. Learn more by visiting Lending-Machine.com. That's Lending, put in the hyphen symbol, that horizontal dash, machine.com. Lending-Machine.com. One more time, Lending-Machine.com. Incredible and affordable prices on your favorite items are just a click away at ThePeopleStoreCompany.com. In the market for smartphone, how about something for him or her as far as wardrobe goes? Maybe children's fashion. Upgrading your TV and home cinema? Laptops, tablets, camera drones, Furniture and more await you at the store Seeking an opportunity maybe to be your own boss, work your own set schedule while being part of a great community and movement? The store is hiring and looking for good, honest, hardworking folks such as you. Learn more by visiting the That's the Again, the You're
1: listening to the RCWR show with Lee Sanders. Lee Sanders.
0: Hey, 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 what is going on, everybody? Covering the latest in all things wrestling, entertainment, and beyond, you're checking out a special Saturday night edition of the RCWR show. 401mania.com, columnist and reporter Lee Sanders here welcoming you guys for checking out this special Saturday night edition for August 6th of 2022. We're here talking about AEW Battle of the belts three fallout. I definitely want to apologize to you guys that were expecting this post show a lot sooner. Uh, we actually were supposed to be live as early as nine thirty, but there was a little bit in a delay uh, as far as uh, finalizing my rating. Cause I was providing written live coverage recap and all that on the website for this event. So there was a little bit of a delay and just making sure everything was ready to go. Any final revisions needed for the official recap, you know, just, just all that. I don't want to bore you guys with the technical mumbo jumbo behind the scenes stuff, but uh, the uh, written up review is now up and all that good stuff. But yeah, uh so we're on at the time we're doing this live right now. It is just a couple of minutes past the 10 o'clock hour uh on the East Coast, man. So I had told you guys I think as early as Thursday uh that we were going to potentially do a Saturday night show and I pretty much had said I'll keep you guys posted and everything. So look, easy freaking show tonight. All we're talking about is Battle of the uh It's Battle of the Belts, and that's pretty much it. We we roll out after that. Uh, Look, great show overall. These Battle of the Belts specials, they just go by so goddamn fast. And personally, look, as much as I and maybe a lot of you guys would love to see Battle of the Belts be extended permanently to two hours, I think it all just depends on a couple of things. Number one... Popular demand and basically let your voices be heard by going after Tony Khan and crew all throughout social media, letting them know, hey, you need to extend these Battle of the Belt specials. We got to have more. You got to give us more. One hour. Yo, man, it just ain't enough. You got to give us more. So that's phase one. And then phase two, which the latter has very very high significance I think for Tony Khan and crew you know you you got to make sure that you're showing that love and representing when these specials are actually on okay the hell if it's live or you're pretty much watching it as soon as it premieres right you you pretty much want to be representing whenever the first run airs you want to be checking that out the DVRs and all that that helps as well but You just you got to represent because I would like to believe that the network executives, they're paying attention to the viewership, not so much the demos, but it's really about the viewership. And, you know, look, we know that we keep getting these Battle of the Belt specials because the numbers normally do pretty good. But to my point, if we ever want to collectively as fans, if we ever want to see Battle of the Belts be extended to a two hour show, Then all of those factors, it just has to be perfectly aligned and then we could pretty much go from there. But I I love these battle of the belt specials. I, I really do. And you know what? I know I had said a couple of months ago, because I remember there was chatter from some of you guys about, man, uh, would love to see Rampage move to a new night. Man, could you just imagine if Rampage was maybe on a Saturday night? How about that? Saturday night. That'd be great. And I said, yeah, no, 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 no. That doesn't really sound too good. But then, you know, I'm kind of kicking back and. And I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about these battle of the belt specials, mainly this one and going, you know, look, if the numbers are good, because we're talking Saturday night at 8 p.m. Somewhat still a covid era for most people. Right. People are still trying to be a, a, a bit cautious, contrary to what the CDC might be saying. You might be able to pull in some pretty good numbers on on a Saturday night. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, y'all, but I think UFC is doing a little something uh, as well this week, and I could be wrong on that. So you guys can't correct me, but I thought I maybe saw something briefly UFC tonight. By the way appreciate this side chatter for all it's worth because we only got three matches to talk about for tonight's battle of the belts and you know pretty much once we're done with that that's that's it this ain't gonna be nowhere near an hour show i'm letting you guys know that right now but as far as once we get into battle of the belts that's it right three matches so enjoy this little side chatter uh for what it's worth and everything but yeah man for me I I think they would be fine AW that is. I think they would be fine uh if if Rampage were to move to Saturday nights. I just think it really depends on how well the numbers are doing and we'll know what went down with the viewership for tonight's Battle of the Belts. We'll know probably as early as Monday. At the latest Tuesday, we'll know how it had did. But very solid, fast paced action of uh, I I loved it. I loved it overall. It was pretty good. A couple of little hiccups here and there. Look, I want to say this off the break in regards to Jamie Hader. I know most of you guys had saw it tonight. Uh, for those of you that did not, I hope that Jamie Hader is okay because. uh, she took a, a nasty little spot in her match against Thunder Rosa on this Battle of the Belt special. Uh, that definitely had me and I'm sure a decent amount of you guys going, whoa, hopefully she's okay. and Because it, it looked pretty bad. We'll talk much more about that in a hot little bit. How y'all doing though? How is your Saturday night going? How's your weekend going so far? Hopefully it's going pretty good. I can't complain, honestly. I, I am pretty refreshed for the most part. My day actually began earlier this morning because I had to go to work. And then pretty much as soon as I was done from work, uh, I hung out. Honestly, if you even want to call it hanging out, I I really, I really didn't hang out with the wifey, but because it was pretty much, we saw each other for the first time today when she picked me up from work, Uh, we did eat dinner. Uh, But then I had to pretty much go into uh, writing mode over on the website and then post-production mode and all that for what I'm doing right now. I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you guys what my schedule was like today. I mean, you know, so pretty productive, pretty, you know, fun, laid back, all that good shit. You know, Uh, it was nice to be able to kick back, relax, watch this special, take it all in as I'm jotting down notes, writing up on the site and everything. Uh, The Wardlow taking on Jay Lethal match for the TNT championship. Uh, Look, Wardlow continues to be a fucking stud. What can I say? Wardlow continues to go in there night in, night out. Each episode that we see this guy on, the big man continues to freaking crush it. He is continuing to hit these home runs and all the stuff that he's doing. And tonight, I was just finding myself kicking back in my chair, having a nice chuckle because Wardlow is coming. Now, the full Goldberg effect just... Walking around backstage, the Wardlow chants, and I'm just loving it. He's got the complete Goldberg package going on, and look, that's all right. I'm not complaining about it whatsoever. I'm totally fucking down for it, man. I am totally fucking down for it. So, Wardlow getting that left foot. Wardlow, just compared to a year ago, Wardlow is coming in more and more, With that bravado, he is coming in more and more week after week. Okay, I know what is expected of me. I know what I'm supposed to be doing here. And I mean, he's just going in there before. You could kind of tell that there was a little bit of a little bit of I don't want to really say confidence. I don't really think it was a confidence issue. I think it was just more along the lines of. Adapting to the new role, you know, this whole elevation process and everything. I I think that that's what it was more about, per se. But in either case, he's just really sliding into that position uh, extremely well. And I just continue to be amazed. Look, We all have had our criticisms of a few things that has been happening with the AEW product since it launched, particularly the shows and all. But if there is one thing that almost unanimously we can all be in agreement of is the handling that they've done of Wartlow.
1: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: a pretty good job uh, with the young man. And he's definitely going to be going places. Uh, he's continuing to go places, but as far as just keep on rising to the top, he's definitely going to be able to continue uh, to do that here. Uh, this match uh, against Jay Lethal here, you know, I I wish, and look, we're probably going to get it at All Out, but I personally, I don't know about you guys, I love Jay Lethal. I think very highly of Jay Lethal. I know there's a lot of people out there, whether you've actually been in a position where you got to work with him, help some are friends with him, or just through mutual acquaintances. You know, for the most part, you've heard nothing but good things about Jay Letho. I know in all the years that I've been on the air and I've had opportunities to interview wrestlers, people connected to the business, nothing but good things has been said about Jay Lethal. Uh, dude is a fucking pro. Can we all be in agreement that if we were to go to Uh, say year-end awards and if there was a category and we will have a category i just need to figure out the proper name for it but if we were to do a category as far as a dark workhorse right kind of like your your mvp right kind of like that that unsung hero uh if you will i think that category having Jay lethal be in it I mean, convince me otherwise, but when you just look at the role that he has been on in 2022, dude has been fucking clutch. He has been fucking clutch and everything. And I just find it so hilarious that remember we were talking about, I believe it was as early as Wednesday's RCWR show by way all our episodes are available on demand and on the downloads wherever you get your podcast just search rcwr show nice little cheap plug there but i remember on the wednesday show we talked about how man no love towards the flare last match no love for at least mentioning lethal being involved in that match and you're like ah and then you go into battle of the belts and hopefully, right, if you watched Wednesday night, you're going, yeah, I don't need to be expecting a Ric Flair plug or something about Jay Lethal wrestling against Flair, right? But for those that may be, hey, where's, nah, 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 nah. we ain't getting no, nah <laughs> get no nod for that Flair match. We ain't getting no nod for that Flair match. We did not. We did not. And look, you see how some of uh, wrestling's own, you know, as far as legends go, Hall of Famers go, you see what some of them uh, have been saying about that match. Now I haven't gotten around to hearing what Corny had to say about that match. I'm I'm actually looking forward to seeing what he has to say. Uh, I heard what Booker T had said. I definitely. I mean hell you guys that were right there with that post show y'all already know how I personally felt about that thing I mean we opened up our post show just talking about that damn match but anyway uh but Jay Lethal I mean he is just he's the dark horse uh, MVP right now man he is that sixth man he is that that silent assassin I mean he's going in there and he is getting it done I personally could have done without all the side interference by Sanjay Dutt And Satnam Singh, I could have done without all of that. Uh, I'll have to throw in on you guys at this point. We're a couple of weeks away from All Out. Are you all getting the impression that maybe the way everything's going to be built up, that maybe, just maybe, it's going to be Wardlow and Jay Lethal one by one, and Sanjay Dutt, Satnam Singh are banned from ringside, right? Maybe it's contested inside of a steel cage between Wardlow and Jay Lethal, or based off what you saw tonight slash this weekend, are you more under the impression, nah, we're ultimately going to get Wardlow and Satnam Singh one-on-one for the TNT Championship. And if you're going for the latter, then I got to counter with this point, which is, Is it just me or does it feel as though how we're going about force feeding Satnam Singh to Wardlow? It's a case of why should I give a damn about this dude? I mean, look, they really haven't done that good of a job, I personally feel, making you feel invested in Satnam Singh. I mean, that's great that he's this big-ass giant and everything, but just the psychology. Don't you think it would have made more sense, people, to have Satnam Singh continue to go through the ranks, crush competition left and right? I'm not saying you have to feed this guy jobbers, right, for the record. I'm not saying that's what you, you got to do. But why not... Just somehow continue to build up this guy. That way, when the inevitable happens where you have him collide with Wardlow, it's, whoa, you know, well, we knew this was kind of brewing for a while. We knew that for some months now, eventually these two guys. Oh, man, here we are. Right. Right now, it feels so goddamn hollow. It really, really does. Is anybody else looking past Sottenham saying, I know I am. And, and that's the wrong feeling you should be having going into this and everything. It just feels like weird booking that's going on with Satnam. Uh, I, I got to say, it's, it's just very weird right down to the point. Again, as far as the match itself between Wardlow and Lethal, I thought too much interference, you know, to really be able to enjoy it. But the little bit that, you know, we did have there, because that match, I'm actually looking uh, in my notes here, And I had this match clocking in uh, at about nine, possibly ten minutes uh, here or there. You know, decent little opener, uh, but too much constant interference in there uh, for me. Wardlow definitely hanged with the veteran there and Jay Letho. I'm telling you, every time we see Wardlow in action, particularly when he's going up against a veteran, the guy continues to hold his own. He does not look clumsy. You know, he is just Joe Cool uh, when he's in there, man. I'm, I'm I'm loving it right now. But yeah, post-match, uh, Wardlow uh, getting the victory and all that, retaining the TNT uh, championship. Uh, I love the story that they had told in between, too, because despite all the interference that you had going on in this match, he had a couple of times there where Wardlow was trying to look for his Symphony of Destruction Power Bomb. And I love that story that they were telling of Jay Letho fighting tooth and nail to make sure that he did not get in that position. Because if if Jay Letho would have gotten in there just once, that's most likely all she wrote. So I love that story of how they constantly were having Letho you know, figure out some way whether it was, okay, it looks like Warlow's getting ready to connect, and then Lethal is just pounding on the face of Warlow to pretty much break the hold and then he's going for something else. It was a couple of times there. Warlow was looking for that power bomb. But the one definitive time that Warlow was able to get in that power bomb, okay, yeah, that's definitely a you ain't getting up from that. So Warlow picking up the W, but post match, Sanjay Dutt Satnam Singh attacking him from behind. Numbers game just much too much for Wardlow. Wardlow did have one little small comeback. He did have a little bit of a mean streak in him right down to the point. Him, Satnam Singh sizing each other up. You're going, okay, all right. All right, so we got a battle of the strengths here, right? Battle of the belts, but we have a battle of the strengths on battle of the belts how about that right now Wardlow just says man I ain't got time for this shit and he just cold kicks <laughs> Sottenham in the balls loved it <laughs> I loved it like that's one way to take down a giant right um and then from there I, I'm trying to think I, I believe Wardlow yeah Wardlow was actually trying to do a power bomb on Sottenham, but Dutt, Lethal, coming in there once again, numbers game, much too much. Guys ended up setting up a wooden table in the middle of the ring. Saddam Singh slamming the hell out of Wardlow through it. So, you know, whatever whether some of us like it or not, we are ultimately going to be getting, it looks like, for all intents and purposes, Wardlow versus Saddam Singh, I honestly, I don't want to see this at All Out. I would actually prefer to see Lethal and Wardlow, but that's just me. But look, anything can happen between now and then. Maybe everything will just play itself out on TV concerning Sottenham. and we can just get past that. And you know, honestly, if the ultimate story you're going to tell is leading up to All Out and then happening at All Out is Wardlow finally really being able to get his hands on Sunjay Dutt and just cold destroying the hell out of him. Then you know what? I'm all fine for that. I'm definitely all fine for that. All right. From uh, there. Oh, I see a little bit of a uh, I see a little bit of a typo. I'll have to take care of uh, of that later here. A little small error small error i'll take care of that later uh tnt champions nope we already went through that one next matchup was aew women's championship thunder rosa taking on jamie hater thunder rosa coming away with a successful title defense uh 11 minutes and change i had clocked this one in honestly one of the better title defenses for Thunder Rosa, uh, I personally felt. I'm going to put you guys on the spot. So shout out to those of you that's tuning in live or you'll be checking this out for On Demand and on the downloads. But can you come up with all the opponents that Thunder Rosa has faced so far for her AEW Women's Championship? Without looking it up, Can you just on the spot, can you think of the opponent's sound off, whether you're tuning in live or you'll be checking this out for on demand and on the downloads? I I want your honest answer. And if you can't think of anybody. That's okay. That's okay, because Lord knows I sure as hell had a hard time uh trying to come up with, you know, I, I, I think I might have been able to pull a Brit Baker out of my ass, but uh besides that I, I I've got nothing. I've got nothing. So this title defense for me it it really stood out to me because this match that I had, so as far as I'm concerned, teach it's, its own. But as far as I'm concerned, this match that I saw tonight with Under Rosa. You know, this felt more along the lines of, okay, yeah, that's the Thunder Rosa that I remember seeing. That's the Thunder Rosa that, yeah, from Lucha Underground, from Wow Women of Wrestling. Yes, this, this is the type of Thunder Rosa that I like to see get down and dirty. You know, and it's kind of weird because as of late, as of late, and somebody actually answered the question. I'm not going to spoil it for you guys, but somebody was actually able to name a couple of opponents that Thunder Rosa faced for the championship. Now, you can either say that they either have a really good memory or they are a big Thunder Rosa fan. And so for them, they are, you know, so maybe we should fine tune that answer a little bit. Maybe we should say for the semi casual AEW fan. Or for a semi-casual Thunder Rosa fan, can you name the title matches, if any, that Thunder Rosa had? With the
1: Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Yeah. Maybe we should kind of tune it up like that. Right? Right? I have to wait and see about that one. But anyway. So, um lately the way I've been feeling about Thunder Rosa and her title matches, she's only as good as the dance partner across the ring. That's personally how I have felt. And you guys may disagree with me on this one. And that's fine. But for me personally, I, I just felt that I just felt that Thunder Rosa really jailed well here with Jamie Hayter. I mean, I I really was quite taken back by the synergy that was going on between these two girls. I ate this shit up. I mean, I I ate it up. We all can agree that when you know we've seen Thunder Rosa in action, title or no title, when we've seen her in singles matches, it's. Uh, something's kind of to kind of follow up to my point. What I had mentioned, if not on Wednesday's show, definitely last week I had said, yo, I can't quite put my finger on it. But something feels kind of missing here with Thunder Rosa as champion. You know, it just feels kind of empty here for some respected reason. Can't quite put my finger. Remember that? And then as we went a little bit more into it. I arrived at the conclusion that, okay, you know what? Maybe her reign so far as champion has left me feeling, yeah, because it's really about the opponents that's across the way, you know, that that she's taken on. You know, she's only as good, and the championship is only as good and relevant of a title defense uh, equal to whoever it is that's standing across from her, you know, going at it for the championship and what she had with Jamie Hader tonight. I mean, both of these girls, I mean, they fucking click. Look, you always know that when it comes to a Thunder Rosa match, Thunder Rosa is going to do her very best to not only rise to the occasion, but she's going to do her best to bust her ass and fucking entertain. And, uh, you know, you appreciate that. But a lot of times it just kind of seems as if whoever is across the way from her isn't really bringing that same level of energy. And here was definitely a rare case where, ooh, you know, she got it from Jamie Hayter. And uh, Hayter, let me put the spotlight on Jamie Hayter for a little bit, y'all. Jamie Hayter, that girl has come a long, long way. I felt that. Isn't this interesting? Because one constant theme we've had on the show this week has been this person is stepping up to the plate can they crush it can they deliver a home run can they right this is a this is a proving ground for them do they have what it takes to not only rise to the occasion but have the people talking as far as yeah you know what they are going to be without a doubt a really great singles competitor in the main event scene or mid 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 card what have you and on this week's shows we've highlighted Seth Rollins taking on Montez Ford everybody singing the praises of Ford and his performance uh in that freaking matchup right so we had that go down uh we also were singing the praises of uh uh, Takashita, I call him Takashita. I, I apologize in advance because I, I know some of you guys are. Oh, no, no, it's actually, but yeah, we've been calling him Takashita. You know, I, I know they say Takashita, I, I It's a tongue twister for me. I just go Takashita, right? But uh, you know, we've been looking at him as of late, going, Yo, this kid, he he's definitely got something. This this dude is definitely on to something here. Uh, and then you know, you're looking at Jamie Hader. And Jamie Hayter, you're you're going, man, you get this really cool-ass position where you get to face an end-ring veteran and Thunder Rosa, right? Can you hang with Thunder Rosa? Because if you have what it takes to hang with Thunder Rosa, looking good in the whole process, oh, man, you definitely got yourself a nice, bright future ahead of you. And it's really, uh, Jamie Hayter, Just what she's done to herself physically, transforming herself, and then just going in there. I mean, it's like we're watching two different people from when we were first introduced to her in AEW to pretty much when she resurfaced, she went away for a while, came back. It's like we're watching two completely different wrestlers. And I I love what's going on with this current Jamie hater, so much so that despite the fact that she is tangled up right now with Britt Baker. And I definitely feel that when AEW get ready to introduce the AEW women's tag champions, I do feel that if Britt Baker and uh, if Britt Baker and Hader do not become the first AEW women's tag champions, then that could be the catalyst for ultimately Britt Breaking off from Hater and then and at the same turn, Hater becoming a face chasing after. I I would personally love to see. I know a lot of people are going ah, but you know, people don't hate Britt Baker anymore. They fucking love her. They should just go ahead and you could go in that direction. You you definitely could go in that direction. Ah. Uh, but I'm more along the lines of, you know what? I want to see Hater. I want to see Hater chase after Britt Baker. If you want to turn Britt Baker into a face, I'm okay with that. But maybe do it after you have Hater chase after her, championship or no championship. Remember, not for nothing, we had saw some seeds get planted months back. Where it was appearing as though maybe Britt Baker was going to go in a different direction, right down to the point. Remember that was one of the ways we first got introduced to Mercedes Martinez, right? Little revisionist history there. So uh, I don't know, guys. I I I don't know, but Hater continues to freaking impress me week in, week out. This was really a, a a I won't say career defining moment. What she had on this Battle of the Belt special. But what I will say is it was definitely a test. And she passed that test as far as I was concerned. I'm looking at the Anna Jays. I'm looking at the Tay Conti's, the Marina Shafir's and nope, 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 nope. You know, I'm looking at my girl Jamie Hayter right now. And uh, Jamie Hayter, I definitely see her go on places. Good chemistry between these two girls. Now, enough for nothing, but I did say to you guys at the top of the show, you know, uh, assuming that what we had saw play out on this special was legit, a uh, speedy recovery to Jamie Hayter as it appears as though she suffered a uh, injury. So... uh it's uh, I'm looking right now and shout out to the good kind people at Fightful because they pretty much have put the report out there that Jamie Hayter did suffer a injury during this battle of the belts taping. Apparently, she suffered a broken nose, but was able to finish the match. It's unknown if she's going to miss any ring time, but she was pulled from her planned appearances for icons of wrestling going down this weekend. So definitely speedy recovery to Jamie Hayter. I think I might know the spot in question too, because uh, I I mean, good God almighty. I remember, I remember going towards uh, not really the end of the match, but kind of somewhere in the middle. uh, I would say, I remember Rosa Hayter. They were going at it back and forth in the ring. And then uh, there was a spot where Thunder Rosa had somehow managed to get Hater outside the ring. And then Thunder goes off the ropes and she delivers this uh, you know, kind of like a, a baseball slide kind of thing, if I remember it right. And you're going, oh, OK, that 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 looks kind of. And then Thunder Rosa followed up and did one nasty ass senton from off the side apron crashing into thunder rosa it, it, like just between those two moves one of them had damn near beheaded the hell out of jamie hater and i remember when she was getting to her feet she seemed like she was staggering and all that so now i'm trying to recall if i had saw blood from this match like if i remember seeing uh, our girl jamie bleeding and I don't recall her bleeding. For those of you that had watched the special, do you guys recall there being any blood? Because, I mean, we got to remember, this was taped. This was taped. It was not live. This was taped last night, uh, if not before an all-new Rampage, then after Rampage was over, this Battle of the Belts was taped. But I don't recall seeing blood. I don't recall referee at some point putting some gloves on, getting ready to check on Jamie haters. So uh, if I am uh, incorrect and you guys want to, you know, actually not lead this spot right here, yeah, there was, then go ahead, jump at it right now while we're still on the air and I'll definitely show you some love. But I, I don't recall any of that going down. So um, I I look at that spot and I just go, Accidents can and will happen. I don't look at it as intentional. Look, I mean, seriously, when have you ever heard of Thunder Rosa being reckless with her dance partners? Right. When have you ever heard Thunder Rosa being unsafe to work with and shit? Like, I mean, accidents can and, and will fucking happen. So I'm not looking at that. Uh cockeyed you know i'm just looking at it okay you know it, it it is what it is you know now here's the thing here's what here's what's so interesting here so we had one match where we had interference so now we go into this match okay we got interference in this one as well because every single time you turned around Britt baker and rebel we're doing their best to distract the referees so that the other could get in some cheap shots and everything. Tony Storm was at ringside, so we got that interesting element still at play here. Where ultimately, probably at all out, we're going to see Tony Storm, Thunder Rosa fight one another for the AEW Women's Championship and all that. But Tony Storm, she could take no more. She just had enough for Britt Baker. She was taking the fight to her. For a bit there, I remember at one point Tony Storm had pretty much negated Britt Baker with a DDT, pretty much helping out, you know, her girl and uh, Thunder Rosa there as Thunder and uh, Jamie Hader just continued to go at it. It's kind of interesting because right after Tony Storm did what she did to Britt Baker, it, it, you know, Rebel was just a non-factor. It was almost like Rebel just poofed. And disappeared. <laughs> it was kind of <laughs> was kind of funny uh, when I stop and think about it. So closing moments of uh, this matchup, Baker was able to get in some attacks on Rosa. As I just mentioned, Tony Storm had attacked her and everything. Rosa and Hater they ended up uh, trading off on roll ups. As Thunder had managed to get in just one final attempt of a roll up and uh she was successful with that one i love the way that match the finish to it. i love the way that it was laid out and everything because you could essentially have jamie haters say that was pure fucking luck that was some bullshit and then hell if you maybe want to go back do another rematch or you want to do a two-on-two you can definitely uh do that as well but Good match up there. Hey, have you guys been enjoying yourselves so far? If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit that like button and feel free to subscribe as well. So you don't miss out on future content that comes your way on a weekly basis. Click on that bell so you always know about new content that comes your way. Show us some love on the Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Use the keywords the RCWR show. So we got one more match to talk about. The ROH World Heavyweight Championship, Claudio Castanogli defending against Takashita. Uh, I got to say, if there was ever a reason to watch Battle of the Belts, if you just said, I'm going to skip this, yeah, I'm good. You need to see how you can find it through your respected cable, satellite provider. See if you can figure out some way to pull it up on your DVR. Check it out online. Kazanogli and Takashita was definitely a fucking clinic banger of a match. I'm not throwing this out there, but as far as match of the year candidates go, I'm definitely putting this one in my folder. Definitely. Uh, God damn what a match. Seriously, God damn what a match. This was exciting uh, on so many levels. I have become quite a, a big fan and supporter of Takashita. And uh, I, I love the young kid. I love the 27-year-old. He he is just... Dude is like... Dude is like a up-and-coming Tanahashi. Seriously. And I fucking those of you that are longtime listeners, you know how much of a big fan I am of Tanahashi. I mean, this kid's got that right stuff. He's got that gusto. You know, he, he's got the, he's got it, man. He He's got it. And this kid was just on full display. I love that. So many things I loved about this match. The first thing that I had loved about this match was the fact that, well, not for nothing, but we just had two matches. Even though they were singles matches, we had a whole bunch of unnecessary interference that was going on in here. Right. So I love the fact that by the time we got to this matchup, this was just a straight up one on one. We didn't need to worry about anybody interfering in this one. Right. So that's, that's part one. I, I, I love that. And then number two, I love the fact that this match. Had such a nice throwback fucking feel to it. I mean, it was, it don't get no more old school technical wrestling uh, than this. I I was reminded of really great technical matchups from yesteryear. I was reminded of CM Punk taking on Brian Danielson. I was reminded of Bret Hart facing Owen Hart. I was reminded of uh, the Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle going up against uh, Brock Lesnar. I, I mean, this on so many levels was fucking insanely good. This was fucking good. Um, I, I loved it. I, I love the overall psychology that was laid out uh, in this matchup. You know, without this match, being perfectly honest for you guys, without this match being part of Battle of the Belts, you're just going, ah, average episode. But man, with this match included, you're going, yo, this episode was fucking killer. Just off of this one match alone. And I got to give a shout out to, uh, see if I can pull him up in the chat. I got to give a shout out to uh, the wrestling fan. Uh, He said, yeah, the fans loved Claudio versus Takashita match. And I'm glad it translated as well for the show. I believe he might have been actually at the event, Uh, you know, but I love those good matches where you're just looking at the crowd reaction. I had the TV on mute, but, you know, I'm looking at the crowd reaction. I see them clapping and all right, they're into this. Okay, great. And then a couple of times you see the fans. They're having a fucking standing ovation uh and, and and everything i mean my god it it's just fucking it's just fucking awesome uh what they were doing uh in, in this one takashita 27 years old and i'm just looking at this kid going this guy hasn't even reached his fucking peak yet can you just imagine where this kid is going to be five years from now if he's wrestling like the way he is right now and um i i love this i I loved how this match was booked especially from the standpoint of you had legit you felt like yo this kid could pull off a fucking upset here like especially if there's no interference this could really be a fucking upset Right. And there were so many times where, oh, this kid is close. This kid. Right. And you even got William Regal adding on to it. Yo, he would be great for the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah. Nobody has him right now. Nobody is, is working with. Oh, yeah. He'd be, you know, and you're just going, yeah, what's what's up with that? We see the Stokely Hathaways and the QT Marshalls, but we don't see nobody courting fucking Takashita. What's, what's going on with that, right? Uh, but no, in all seriousness, Takashita has definitely proven to me. I was already taking a liking to this kid some weeks back. I'm like, this kid's got something. you know. It was funny because I remember how some people were snickering on the kid, snickering on his name and all. It's like, yeah, you know takashita yeah 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 i get it i get it you know but you're like look past all that it's like this kid's got something he's got something really special here and it's nice to see that as the weeks progress more and more people were starting to come on board and you know now it's just at a point right now where look man if tony khan and them are smart You know, if there's one match, I would say, yo, go out of your way and put this up in its entirety or at least show highlights on social media, including your YouTube channel. I would definitely hone in on this match up here. And, you know, it's interesting because Tony Khan and crew, remember how they pretty much had stumbled upon magic, if you will, with Wheeler Yuta? Well, I mean, they have pretty much stumbled upon it again. Lightning has struck again. In the form of Takashita and Tony Khan and crew, they gotta fucking take advantage of that. They've gotta take advantage of that. Like, personally, I would love to see this kid. I would personally love to see this kid lock it up with Danielson, uh, Moxley, Kenny Omega. Uh, I definitely want to see him do something with Lee Morty, uh, Dante Martin. I would even love to see him do some stuff with Jay Letho, Matt Seidel. Uh, I, I think the kid is that diverse. And not to mention, I definitely am pretty confident, based off what I saw of him tonight, going up against Castanogli. If he can hang with Castanogli, and Casanogli has pretty much seen it all, been through it all, he can pretty much get past that guy. With flying fucking colors. Yeah then he should be able to do those other matches. That should be a fucking breeze. Uh, for the kid. But yeah. But I would say for those of you that didn't watch Battle of the Belch 3. That's definitely one match you need to go out of your way. And you need to try to watch that. At least watch that. To understand what's going on with the buzz. Uh, that's coming about. Uh, with this young man. Just good shit man. Good, good fucking shit. So all in all. When it comes to this episode of AEW, uh, Battle for the Belts overall, you know, this was really, you know, a fast hour that went by extremely fast. And like I said at the very top, hopefully, Tony Khan and crew, they will look into, you know, maybe trying to extend this to a two hour event in the near future. Depends on the numbers, right? Um, so hopefully they'll do that. Um, Yeah. 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 That's that's pretty much that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. So on that note, as far as coming up for this week's AEW Dynamite, check this out. Remember, we're gonna be getting Quake by the Lake. That name sounds so goddamn silly. Uh (laughs) Quake by the Lake. Lord have mercy. Remember, this is going to be going down for Wednesday's Dynamite. We got the AEW World Championship match, John Moxley versus Chris Jericho. TBS Championship as Jade Cargill goes up against Madison Rain. Coffin match as Brody King faces Darby Allin. And a Tornado tag match as the Lucha Brothers go up against Andrade and Roosh. So all of that is going down on this Wednesday's Dynamite. It's going to be a fantastic card. I'm looking forward to it, and Rampage, we should know what all is going to be going down with Rampage, uh, probably by, definitely by Wednesday's Dynamite, we should know a lot more, right, but, I mean, man, what a great way to put a book into a solid week uh, in wrestling, wrestling news, I mean, shit, what happened with SmackDown, all that. I, I mean, we'll get into all of that on Monday's RCWR. I promise you guys. Quick programming notes for you all. Monday, August 8th, we'll be back with you guys right after Raw goes off the air. So tune in for that. Uh, we'll be talking some Raw fallout, some more wrestling news, headlines, the works. Join us for that. Tuesday night, a new Wrestling With The Topics hosted by myself uh, and Tams. That'll be on at 10, 15 p.m. Eastern after NXT goes off the air. And then we're back with you guys Wednesday after Dynamite with our post show. So this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, keep it locked uh, right here. Make sure you're following us all throughout social media so uh, you don't miss out, man. One more time. Especially if it's your first time tuning in, if you appreciated the coverage and you haven't done so already, make sure you hit that like button, show some extra love and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. We've got uh, 12,100 plus subs uh, and counting we have just been killing it on YouTube the past couple of weeks so definitely if you haven't subscribed hit the subscribe button and uh, click the bell notification so you don't miss out on future content that comes your way we did pretty good we did about uh 50 minutes going on 51 minutes I told you guys this was not gonna be uh an hour I told you we were gonna pretty much be in and out uh just how I like it man just do what we gotta do roll the fuck out I wish all the shows could pretty much be like this we're working on it but I'll take uh I'll take what I can uh fucking get hey what did you think about this weekend's AEW battle of the belts sound off I read all the comments that come my way uh even if I don't respond to your comment I always go out of my way to like your comment and heart it to let you know that I did read it. But typically, if I get an opportunity, everything's nice and calm. I I also like to respond to uh, to the comments as well. So, sound off. Let me know your thoughts on this AEW Battle of the Belts 3 special. And, my friends, that is pretty much going to do it. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And uh, I'll catch you guys for Monday. Monday post-show after WWE Raw. Till next go round, wishing all y'all to be safe. Most importantly be kind to one another. Take care, y'all. Thanks for listening in Infinity One Productions presentation. Keeping it honest, insightful, and interactive.